Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negrosfilm.com to get tickets now. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to No cd.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's no cd.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, guys? We have a jam-packed episode for you guys today. So we're not going to spend too much time talking about the episode because, Becca, it was kind of straightforward, right? Until the end. Right. Until the end. (laughs) What you guys really want to hear is from our guests. And we have... (laughs) Should I say the man of the hour? But I don't really mm-hmm. mean that as a compliment. The man of two hours, because it's a two-hour episode. We have Brendan on the show today who will be answering all our burning questions. And Becca, we're not going to take it easy on him. No, no, no. I, and I have no doubt that you are going to ask the tough questions. And I'm just excited to hear from him because as a viewer, I'm left very confused as I'm sure Tasha was in that moment. And so we have to pick his brain. And like you said, the man of the hour, we we just got to get him on. But before that, we saw, you know, a, what I would call a pretty straightforward episode yeah. for the most part. It's, yeah. it's your typical fantasy suites. And yeah. uh, I think we we can kind of go into it a little bit. Nothing too major happened in yeah. any of them. Obviously, your standout too. moments. I think it's great that they had Ivan and Zach back to back because... In that regard, we see Ivan tell Tasha he's fallen in love with her. And we, oh say, we see Zach say, I'm in love with you. So already we're off to a great start. We have two awesome contenders. You know something's going to happen in that third one to stir the pot and make her think like, oh, maybe I don't have like three guys who are really here for me. That's what I was at least thinking watching these first two go down. I feel like that was mm-hmm. put more of like the solid, the solid front runners up, up top that aren't yeah. really in their heads per se. Um, I don't know. What did you think of the, the date portions for both of those dates? I mean, with Ivan, I definitely thought he was the weakest link in that ice bath. Oh, um, yes. Tasha was pulling him in and she was like, you know, she was holding it together. It was cute. But Ivan telling Tasha that he loved her. Oh, my gosh. You look like just like this giddy young boy. Just so. E- I mean, oh, my gosh. It was such an innocent, sweet moment. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward. I've been pretty with Zach and Tasha. I've been saying I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, folks, I saw it today. Mm-hmm. I, or I saw it last night. I saw Tasha had a twinkle in her eye when she was looking at Zach. And he says, I love you. And she says, I love you. And I say, oh my gosh, are the producers giving us 
too much. I mean, they've literally said they love each other. That's not the same reaction she had to Ivan on their date. Right. Even after the fantasy suite. So I'm like, game over, folks. I mean, mm -hmm. that that's what it seems like. You know, she's in love with, with Zach and he's in love with her. And what I like about their relationship is it has a good balance. It has the serious and they have these great, tense, in-depth conversations at times, but then it's also balanced with this playfulness. And she just mm -hmm. like, watching them, I feel like she can just feel, like it feels like she's free. Like she can yes. just laugh and giggle and like they're rolling around and paint and they're jumping on the beds and it just feels like there's this really good balance that I think any relationship needs and yeah I mean she she told him she was falling in love with him back which I was yeah. not expecting um maybe it's just like me who I was so guarded with that word and I really wanted to reserve it for like one 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 person at the very yeah. end um so I was surprised but in a very pleasant way yeah, well, so far, she has only told one person that she was in love with them. Everyone else has been mm -hmm. falling. What I do love about Ivan and Zach is they clearly both adore Tasha, which is what she deserves. She doesn't have to question it. You know, like, there are no doubts. They mm -hmm. adore this woman. And I, and I love, love to see that from these men. Mm -hmm. One thing I do want to say also about the ice baths is I would like everybody to note that these ice, ice baths were sitting out in Palm Springs in August. They weren't cold. <laughs> Okay, they oh, were no. I would just like to point that out. That, that it probably felt fast. amazing to them to be in an ice bath in 120 degree weather. Okay, I yes. just I just have to note that. You know, kudos to them. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to note the real stars of this episode, Polly and Neil Lang. Yes, Polly. Oh my God, when I saw Polly, my heart melt melted. So for listeners who don't know who Polly is, he's always like the behind the scenes and he's the guy raising a piece of paper, flagging you down when you can give out your next rose to a man. That is Polly. You're with him day in and day out. He keeps the men and the women in line on the seasons. And he, oh, when I saw him, I was like, Polly, big Polly. I mean, it's about time he's been in front of the camera. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He wears all hats. He wears. He truly does. And this hat I liked on him in front of the camera with the microphone, co-hosting with Chris Harrison. It was great. You guys, Holly is a gem, mm -hmm. a diamond in the rough. And I'm glad that he's getting his spotlight. And then you have Neil Lang, which of course, I mean, I mean, Rachel, I mean, the man. We could have just there ended are no the words. episode there. There After are Neil, no oh words from the playing of the piano to the not remembering Tasha and Brendan's names. That was a voiceover. <laughs> Hands down, it was a voiceover. He had no idea who he was talking to. Okay? He probably thought it was me and Brian. <laughs> yes. He had no idea There's who he so was talking to. There's so many of us, he can't keep anyone straight. <laughs> I live for Neil Lane. That was such a great day, but they know they were wrong for setting Brendan up with that type of date. I mean, he looked like a deer in headlights. We'll talk to him more about it. Um couple of things that happened in this episode as well. So, I mean, we see what happened with Brendan. I don't want to get too much into it. And I know you don't either, Becca, because we're going to ask Brendan all those questions. Mm -hmm. Like, why talk about it when we could talk to the man himself? The horse no room, Yep, no room to speculate. No, we don't have to guess about it. We can just get, the, hopefully, the truth from Brendan. Um, I pop up in this episode. You no, know, I was going to say, but before we bring him on, we got to give a shout out to you because you, of course... I think in perfect timing, show up to give Tasha some advice to pick her brain. I think she truly needed that girl time. And I can imagine how long you two actually sat down and talked for versus what we saw on TV. So were there any standout moments 
or anything that she had mentioned when you talked to her that wasn't specifically aired that you want to share. <laughs> it's so funny you ask. Um, I talked to Tasha for a little over three hours, I would say. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, this is all I'm, I'm going to say. You don't bring the first black bachelorette to come back to fly across country in the middle of a pandemic to quarantine for four days in 120 degree weather in Palm Springs for her to ask general questions about the men that are left to the next bachelorette of color. Mm -hmm. There was a lot left out in that conversation, Um, which I'm a little disappointed about because I felt like my role, which I said was the big sister that Tasha never wanted to have. Um, and, I, and I meant that. But we are living in, as we know, 2020 has been one for the history books. Yes. And there is a lot of racial injustice that's going on. And they were in a bubble and it was just, and, and just, it's hard to be an interracial couple, period, mm-hmm. coming out of this franchise. And so I asked a lot of questions about race and just more so asking Tasha if she had asked those questions and just making sure that they were prepared and on the same page. Because the only way to be successful, even outside of talking about race, is to make sure you're on the same page when it comes to things. How will you navigate this world as an interracial couple? How does your family feel about you being in an interracial couple? Have you dated outside of your race? How will it be to raise biracial children? Um, How do you feel about Black Lives Matter? How do you feel Mm -hmm. about the current administration and how they've reacted to Black Lives Matter and, you know, police reform? These are questions that need to be asked. These Mm -hmm. are questions that were not shown on the show Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I'm a little disappointed about. And and we really went in depth with it. But I am happy, even though America didn't see it, it doesn't matter. I was able to have those conversations, that conversation with Taisha, which is what was most important. And I feel like we we really were able to talk it out. She was able to ask me questions. I was able to ask certain questions about the men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hope that it helped her in making her decision. And she really got all the clarity that she needs to help for however she ended all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think out of any of any of the past bachelorettes, you were the one who needed to be there, especially that week when it's down to the wire to, I think open her eyes maybe a little bit more and to make sure she is asking those right questions because because you've done this before and you and Brian are now this beautiful success story that is an interracial couple that she could take note and learn from. And so I'm glad that you were still there even though it wasn't shown, which, you know, after after we've seen what Ivan had talked to her about and and other little like snippets here and there, I wish they would have included a little bit. Um, but again, it's not up to us. But... Right. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, because when we had Tasha on, on the mm-hmm. podcast at the top of her season, you guys had this moment where I was like, what the hell is being talked about? I am so out of the loop where you asked her, did what, did what you think happen or what, how did you word it? Did what you want to happen, happen? Did what I say would happen, happen? So happen. okay, great question. I'll explain and She said this. yes on the podcast. Yes. But then we learned later at the Friendsgiving that we weren't talking about the same thing, Mm -hmm. but still she said yes. So when we were sitting there talking, she was telling me about Ivan, Zach. She told me about Brandon leaving and she also told me about Ben. Mm -hmm. So that's, those are the men that I had heard about. That was it. 
Yeah. And and I remember I even said, I was like, who's your first impression rush? She's like, oh, some guy named Spencer. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that didn't end well. And um, I said to her, I was like, wow, it sounds like it may not be over with Brendan or Ben. Mm-hmm. And I kept joking and looking over my shoulder and saying, I feel like somebody's going to walk through here any minute. Like, I feel like somebody's going to come back. Yep. No one ever came back during that moment. But I kept saying, gosh, it just didn't seem right the way those two ended. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to come back. Well, as we see in this episode, that somebody does come back. It just happened Who after me. up with the worst timing yet again? So that's <laughs> what I was talking about when I was okay. like, did what happened? Did what I say happened happen? And she's like, yes, because it okay, did. So, yeah. So just not Brendan, but with Ben. Got it. With Ben. Mm-hmm. So obviously, segueing into Ben now. Yeah, he comes back because he... Much much like we've seen him throughout this entire season, he doesn't quite know how, how to articulate his feelings, his emotions. The timing isn't there. And so he basically, this is his Hail Mary <laughs> shot to go tell Taisha how he truly feels and to try and get her back or to come back and be part of these now, you know, final three. Um, so yeah, it's obviously a cliffhanger. We don't know how it's going to end. We don't know if she's going to bring him to the rose ceremony. I'm very intrigued because I love how you see the shot of her through the window blind saying, there's a rose ceremony. What do I do with that? As she's pointing to the other room yeah. where Ben is sitting. And I'm like, mm, this is going to be good. And, and if he does come back, what does she then say to the other guys? Like, hey, I sent Ben home a week ago and Brendan was supposed to be here, but Brendan left and now Ben's back. I would be like, what the hell did I miss? Like, I'm going to be disappointed in Tasha if she keeps Ben. You sent him home. That is a decision you made. You have to stand in your decisions. You have to be matter of fact. You sent mm-hmm. him home for a reason. That reason doesn't change just because what he's, as you said, throwing a Hail Mary, as I said last week, giving her just enough to stay along so he can continue this journey. No, bruh, you don't know how to express your feelings for whatever reason to Tasha. That's something that she needs in a relationship. You're not giving to her. She sent you home. Go home. Yeah. Go home there is no reason for him to stay and and if he stays and somebody else goes home and he gets to stay becca you're do the podcast do the next (laughs) podcast by yourself well i would i would honestly be so shocked by that because like he like he was your top four and he went home for a reason. As you said, he couldn't articulate things. He couldn't give you what you needed in that moment. So you made, so Tasha as the bachelor made this decision. So it's like, and had Brendan not left, would, would he have even come back and like stacked up against these three really strong relationships that I think just got even stronger from fantasy suites. Oh my God. I cannot talk from fantasy suite week and so i like i truly i can't imagine her bringing ben back i really like in any world i can't it just doesn't make sense to me it would we would have had a demario situation on our hands i would be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> or like mm-hmm. a luke P okay he showed up at the rose ceremony with yeah. hannah and she's yep. like let me move this podium you don't belong here you don't get to stay here you don't get to mess things up because do i want a relationship with a man who has to be has to hit rock bottom for him to realize what it is that he needs you know what i mean i have to mm-hmm. go through extreme measures just to get you to to see what you really want or to say what I want. Now, Ben's got to go. Yeah, I don't want to see him on my TV screen anymore. I'm sorry. I just don't. His time is up. It's yeah. over. It's over. And you know, think- unless I'm looking for a trainer, 
on Venice Beach. <laughs> I don't need to see Venice. <laughs> Which I am so bad. You can train us. But as a 30-year-old woman who is in this situation, to find lasting love and to find a lasting relationship, like he's he's not it. Like she has other contenders that are that are thoughtful with their words and their actions and know what they want and can tell her and show her that. And that's what somebody wants in a partner, somebody who can step up and stand mm-hmm. out and and be like the solid rock free, which I just don't, I don't think Ben is for her. Truly. No, he's not. Poor Tasha. She's got her men are literally either this way or that way. You got Ivan and Zach on one end who just adore you and would literally just like throw themselves in front of, you know, like anything, you know what I mean? To protect you. And then mm-hmm. you've got Brendan and Ben who like just can't get it together. So. Well, and speaking of Brendan, I think it's just time that we have to bring him on because I know everyone has been waiting to hear from him. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we are bringing on the man who stunned us all and Tasha a little bit last night. Please welcome Brendan. Well, welcome, Brendan. How have you been? I've been really good. I've been awesome. Um, it's been a crazy couple of months watching it all back and unfold, um, but I've been back home with my family and Working on the roof, it's uh, about 25 degrees out today, so that was beautiful, but other than that, I've been good. So, we okay, because we had this conversation before you hopped on, because I thought from just hearsay and, and Instagram that you were a model, but it turns out you are a roofer. Yeah, yeah, so uh, I my father was a painter, and um, I've been painting since I was probably eight or nine years old, and then start to work for my uncle in the roofing industry uh, since I was 16 or 17. And then um, I've done modeling on the side. I've done modeling in Boston and LA, lived in LA for a little bit, but uh, I definitely enjoy it. And it's a a great artistic expression for me. Um, But yeah, the way I I pay my bills is is definitely on the roof, fixing leaks. So how old are you, Brendan? I, you know, and and forgive me because every time you're on the screen, it definitely says your name, your age, and, and your profession. That's fine. I'm a forgettable us. person. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. How old are you? Um, I just turned thirty-one. Okay. Okay. So yeah, in your thirties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Love that. So, <laughs> Brendan. Yes. How has it been though watching the show back? Like now that. You're seeing we're almost towards the end now at this point, watching the show back, knowing how things unfold with you. We'll get into that later. But with your family and friends, what's your take on watching it? And is, is it weird? Yeah, it's very weird. And, and initially, uh, the first couple episodes, uh, it's uh, watching it back and even how my family described watching it. I was kind of like floating in the background. Uh, didn't really make my mark too much. And um and yeah, that was a, a weird transition getting into the mode of, of what was to come. Um, and then watching it back, of course, seeing yourself on TV is strange. And then you, you know, living this uh, experience and this journey uh, and all these different emotions, ups and downs and seeing it unfold, uh, seeing yourself crying on TV and all that good stuff is, is strange. So, How have your family and friends been? Have they been supportive? Like, were they all for you going on the show? How have they been now watching you off the show and knowing kind of what has transpired since then? Yeah, my, my family, um, it was mixed emotions for my family. My, my older brother, uh, who, who came to the hometown, uh, was, was very supportive and he's just a a sweetheart. And, and, um, was like, yeah, I mean, if this is, uh, an avenue for you to, to find love and, and have an amazing experience and, 
um, you know, pursue potentially, um, you know, developing a relationship with uh, a woman that you could fall in love with. And, and my sister and my mom, they're a little more unsure of the entire experience and, and if it was, um, truthful or not. And, and if like the guys are just there messing around and trying to be on TV and, and even the bachelorette, if they're there for uh, true genuine reasons. So, uh, but my, my two brothers were surprisingly enough, like, yeah, yeah, go for it. You know, this is a, um, you know, great opportunity for you to, um, you know, see how this unfolds and see if something could happen. And my, my mom and my sister were kind of uh, unsure, but after the fact, um, yeah, they're definitely happy. I, I took that leap and, and went on the show. Um, they absolutely fell in love with Tasha, uh, you know, over the course of, of watching every episode. So, um, yeah, they, uh, they, they loved every second of it. And obviously having my niece and whatnot there last night on the hometowns was, uh, was a treat for my whole family. How did you initially get onto the show? Did you apply for yourself or was it your brother or a friend? It was actually just the show reached out to me. Um, okay. yeah, the show reached out to me and it was, it happened really, really fast. Um, and it, obviously a unique point in my life where, uh, I was a single man. It hasn't, hasn't happened much in my, I haven't had much time in my life where I was, I was truly single. So, um, yeah, unique point in my life where, uh, it obviously I had the, the time and, and, um, you know, the availability to, to pursue that. Yeah. So the show reached out to me and, and went through the steps and all the different processes to, to make it, um, you know, come to fruition. So, um, yeah, that's how that kind of happened. I got a two part question for you. So twice on twice on two occasions, you mm -hmm. said when you had your one-on-one -on -one with Tasha, you said that, I don't know if you told her, you said it in an ITM that she was like your type. And you mm -hmm. were like, and then when you were talking to your brother, you were like, you know, she is my type. Yeah. So, Brendan, are you down with the sisters? Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I really am. If, if you know me, um, I, I love, uh, I love some, some, you know, mocha skin. I love some <laughs> caramel skin. I really do. I'm, it's, um. You know, not to not to uh, say that I don't love you know people with the same skin color as me as, as far you. as attracted, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I, I definitely I've definitely been more so drawn to those type of women um, with a little little darker skin. Um, I, I caught it. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. stop with the sisters. Yeah. Now here's <laughs> yeah, the yeah. other question I have for you because yeah. Becca asked, "How did you get on the show?" How you were, and this seems to be a running thing when we ask most guys how they got on the show. It seems like they were reached out to about it. Did you have mm -hmm. any idea about, had you watched The Bachelor before? Did you understand the concept of The Bachelor at all? Um, I, I honestly never watched a full episode of my life. And I, the only episode I've ever seen was when you were The Bachelorette. And um, I was like at my mom's house walking through the living room. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, this is cool. I don't know what's going, what's happening here. Um, and then, and then I, I, I'm kind of messed up in a way, but happy it played out this way where I didn't research the show at all. Um, I didn't like watch past seasons to, to see how it should play out or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was just kind of did my thing was, was true and genuine to, to how I felt in each and every moment. But um, yeah, some of the other guys like, 
Damar and he knows every single contestant that's ever been on the show and all this stuff. And, uh, and I had no idea what, what to expect really. So every, like, if you see my face in every single group date or whatever, Chris Harrison comes along, I'm just like in awe of what's happening. You know, another time we're getting naked or whatever, something, something crazy going on. So <laughs> was there ever a point early on still when there was a, still a lot of the men left, um, whether it was with Claire or Tasha, where you were like, what the hell did I get myself into? Like for real, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. It was within the first the first night uh where it was uh two, three, four, five in the morning. I hadn't had a chance to speak with Claire. And then we go into the rose ceremony, it's like seven or eight in the morning. Um and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm going home. This was this was uh, you know, the biggest waste of time of, of my entire life. But um standing there like, oh of course I'm gonna go home and uh like what did I get myself into? Uh, and then, you know, I stuck around, I think Claire kept me around just to, just to try to torture me a little bit more with, with these crazy things. And then obviously the, uh, you saw the dodgeball date, I'm assuming where, um, yeah, Claire was like, okay guys, now you actually have to get naked. And I'm like, wait, um, you know, I, I assumed this was like a joke where we're going to cut it off. You have to have us take our little tiny jock straps off. Um, I'm like, I, I, ha- I have nieces and nephews and, and family back home that I don't want to see me get naked on national TV. So walking home, I was like, what in God's name am I doing here? But, but thankfully, Tasha came along. So, mm-hmm. And thankfully, you weren't Yosef. Yeah. You, know, you, handled it, you handled it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, not for a second did I blame Claire or, you know, um, I, I was clear, definitely joking about her intentionally torturing anybody it was it was yeah uh, I, I didn't think that she uh wanted to embarrass anyone or anything like that it was just I'm a little more reserved than than probably some of the other guys and, and it was like it, you know I was like oh god you know is this is this what the entire um experience is going to be like basically mm-hmm. well I'm glad that you brought that up because even Rachel and I got some flack on the podcast for talking about that date when the guys did get naked and they said like you shouldn't be condoning this like if roles were reversed that would not be okay but mm. it's good to hear that you had a choice and you could keep the jock strap on you could participate or not participate as much yeah. as you wanted um so hopefully you didn't feel pressured into you know having to fulfill this fully fully stripped naked yeah. um <laughs> no. so you you mentioned you just said you know thankfully Tasha came along and we finally got to know you a little bit more and um, so going back to the beginning, I guess, of Tasha's season, because you got that very first one-on-one, which historically mm-hmm. speaking is a big deal. I think big deal. It, it's a huge deal. I think most people that get one of the first initial one-on-one dates tend to just go further in the process. And mm-hmm. so when you had that one-on-one date, we obviously see so much chemistry between the two of you. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, were you shocked when she gave that to you? Did you feel like you both had this intense, insane initial connection? And then what was it attract? What attracted you to her so much? Obviously, like aside from her looks, like what was mm-hmm. it that really attracted you to her? Yeah, I mean, uh, initially it was uh, when you know when she entered the room. Um, literally the first thing outside of her beauty that I noticed and a lot of guys said this, but I feel like I thought of it first, but she, she did this like little wiggle, um, where I was like, okay, she's, she, you know, and that, that 
I felt like that just like encompassed uh, all the amazing qualities of Tasha and just like a little quick movement where I'm like, okay, she's not, um, she's taking this very, very seriously, but she's also going to be her true, genuine, natural self. She's going to be uh, silly and goofy and, and, but at the same time, like sweet uh, and gentle. And that, that's the, the biggest um, impression that I had of her is like every time I was with her, um, she obviously made me feel amazing, but she was just so gentle and sweet. And, and I'm certainly drawn to personalities like that. Um, and, and it was like, it was so amazing how, uh, she was gentle, kind, sweet, but balanced like that strong, confident woman as well. Um, and, and, uh, it was certainly sure of herself, uh, in, in everything she said and did. Um, but that first night, the first conversation I had with her, um, I thought it went really well. And, uh, I was like, okay, we're, we're vibing We're I think she's like, she's looking at me, like not looking past me waiting for who's coming next. I think she was really like in it and committed to that conversation. I'm sure most of the guys felt that way too, but a lot of the other guys were like, Hey, you know, I, I have my, my, uh, my turtleneck on and whatnot. So she probably was like, you know, who's this kid? But, um, I feel like she, she gave me like a double take and that's something I didn't notice, but a lot of the guys were like, Oh, I think she, you know, she gave you a quick, like double look before she hugged you. So, um, but still at the end of the day, I was surprised that I got the first one-on-one, um, you know, I'm, I'm confident person, I suppose, but I'm always like, okay, there's other, there's studs there like Spencer, you know, Ben, obviously, um, uh, easy, like all the, I'm like, these guys are studs, you know, how, how, why would I get the first one-on-one? Uh, and, but it, you know, played out that way and I was definitely grateful for it. Well, you got to be a confident man to wear a turtleneck in the middle of Palm Springs <laughs> during the summer. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Or just the same. I'm just going to put that out there. Just to remind all the listeners, they were yeah. in Palm Springs in the middle yeah. of the summer. It was August. Beck and I were both there. It was the hottest time. I feel like we've been nice enough. Excuse me. I'm going to take a sip. Let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm warming up. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Brendan, let's talk about last night. I don't even want to talk about the stuff in between because at this point, our listeners really don't care. Mm-hmm. We need to understand what happened last night. Becca and I talked about this a little bit last week on the podcast. Yeah. We're personally tired of the narrative of the person who comes on the show mm-hmm. and makes it far enough only to leave on their own. It doesn't make any sense. And we asked you, you know, did you watch the show before? I, I wasn't an avid, I didn't watch the show before either, but mm-hmm. I know the show ends in an engagement. And since my season and Becca's season, the show ends in boyfriend and girlfriend. So now yeah. the rules are just kind of up in the air. You don't have to get engaged. Everyone watching is trying to understand why you would take it this far and then pull yourself out because it was very obvious that Tasha was into you. I mean, after your first date, she was like, that's it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Brendan. Um, I don't understand why you would, would take it that far if you knew you weren't ready. Yeah, no, that's a absolutely great question and, and very understandable why, why people want to know. Um, and for me, what I set out to do since day one was just be myself and, and be genuine and um, live each and every moment, um, you know, at, and be as true as I possibly can be. Um, and going into this crazy experience and journey, 
um, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and I didn't know if this would work for me. Um, and, and, you know, finding, uh, Tasha, um, as amazing and beautiful as she was and that connection was true and, and really there. Um, you know, I was gonna take it day by day. And, and as I move farther along into the process, um, I try to be as true to myself and not, um, do anything for any other reasons, any, any other factors, outside factors. So, um, as amazing as Tasha was, I wanted to do something that, um, wasn't gonna in the long run hurt her, um, in the long run be worse than the moment of what we saw last night. Um, so I think the biggest takeaway for me was, um, I know I want the family. I know I want a wife and children. Um, but knowing and being completely ready were, was something I discovered that there was a little gap there. There was a little gap, um, that I need to close at some point and, and I need to figure that out for myself. Um, and knowing that I am not a complete man and I, and I've been through that relationship before and I've been married, um, and understanding and being okay with, with not being entirely okay. Uh, and being okay with, um, you know, looking at someone that's so beautiful and amazing and, and saying that, um, you know, this seemingly could work and this, this could be an amazing thing for us. Um, but I don't want to hurt you any more than this moment will down the road. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it was really, really tough. I'm not gonna, not gonna act like it was, uh, it was an easy decision, um, clearly. But it was, um, you know, I have this beautiful, amazing woman right in front of me. And uh, for some reason that I still wrestle with today, um, you know, I self-sabotage the moment. Um, you know, I uh, was pr protecting myself in a sense. You know, I was protecting myself um, from getting hurt. And, and uh you know, as, as corny as that is, as stupid as that sounds, um, you know, I, I have been married before and, uh, I feel like it would be a disservice to Tasha in a way if I went into an engagement and I got down on one knee, um, and I wasn't completely a hundred percent all in and ready. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah. I want to, so, cause as a viewer, I mean, the moment Tasha came in, we see this connection between the two of you and this chemistry. And, and you can just tell you guys are drawn to each other. So it really, and that was, I think, kind of the storyline between you two. It was very steady up until I would say hometowns. Obviously, you question it a little bit with your family of just like, am I 100% fully ready for like what's to come at the end of this if it is me? But it really wasn't until last night, or I, well, I should say like your day portion with Mr. Neil Lane. Um, and, and like looking at the rings and the jewelry and talking about that future and like what that could look like between you two, was that the, that moment when you were looking at those rings where you're like, holy shit, I'm actually not ready to do this. Or when did it really hit you? Cause that night you go in and I think Tasha could tell that something was off, that you guys were disconnected in some sort of way, which obviously then leads to the conversation that then you went home after. But where was that moment where you 
actually were like, okay, I have to now sit down and have this combo with her and really hash it out and say, I can't get to where you need me to be at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was uh, probably a few days, a day or two after the hometown date uh, where I started to uh, kind of think to myself um, instead of uh, potentially going all the way. And I know Tasha's here for a husband and she's here to uh, leave engaged. Um, and, and of course it, it may come off a certain way where I, you know, made it so far and, and didn't commit. Um, but I was truly genuinely with every fiber of my being trying to see if this could work for me. Um, and before taking it into the fantasy suite portion of the date, uh, and the journey and before, um, making, you know, having a intimate moment with Tasha and before taking it to that next level, um, I came to the realization that I don't know if I'll be able to get down on one knee at the end of this. And, um, you know, and obviously I'll, I'll say it a million times and I can't reiterate it enough, um, you know, how perfect she is. Uh, and, and so that made me kind of internalize everything and look inward, uh, as far as, um, yeah, there's, there's still some healing. There's still some growing that I need to do within myself, uh, to potentially be ready for that. And, and, um, yeah, the, after the hometowns and, and, uh, again, I'll, I'll preface all this with saying I, I most certainly self-sabotaged. I, um, you know, brought this upon myself and, and, uh, I, I definitely have, um, you know, certain regrets as far as, uh, you know, not necessarily something I did or said, uh, but regrets is, is as a whole, um, that it didn't play yeah. out a, a certain way. Well, um, I think you should, because yeah, yeah. here's the thing. I hear you. I hear mm-hmm. you, but everybody knows what this show's about. Yeah. So when you say, you know, every time you accepted a rose at a rose ceremony, that's one step closer to you moving towards an engagement. You know that there are no tricks or anything that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, when it comes to that. So to me, it's such a cop out to say, well, when I was on the Neil Lane date or after I saw hometowns, you know what you're moving towards every single rose ceremony. And so I find it, it's very hard for me for you to just wake up and then realize it's happening. I don't understand that. It honestly doesn't make sense to me. And, and so my, but what I would, I'll, you know, let you respond to that. But then at the same time, do you think that that's selfish on you, on your part? Mm-hmm. Because it sounds yeah. like you were never ready for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, going into this journey, I, I, I knew, of course, what the end result uh, w- would entail if I were to go all the way. But I never promised, um, you know, Tasha or promised anyone um, that I, I was going to be able to get there. It, it was from day one with Tasha. Um, <laughs> what? Every time you accept a rose, you're making that person, you're talking to two former leads. You're making them feel like you're moving because Tasha's intentions never changed. She Mm -hmm. always said what she wanted. And when you accept a rose, that's what you're accepting. That you as well are willing to move forward towards what she wants. So yeah, Yeah, you never verbally said it, but you did it with your actions by staying every week. That's why I ask you, do you think that you were selfish? Yeah, I think um, it was, as a whole, it was, uh, it would appear to be a selfish move on my part of how, how things ended. Um, 
and again, you might not be able to look at it in this way. And, and, um, you know, it's obviously for, for everyone's, uh, you know, judgment and opinion on it, but, uh, I was trying to be as, as selfless as possible as far as, um, you know, not taking this to the very end with Tasha and, and informing her of this then, you know, not being the last guy, uh, and dropping this bomb on her then, um, or not, you know, because it would have been so much easier uh, for me to, to go all the way, um, get engaged and then figure it out later. And that, that was a, a kind of a big idea for the guys. Like, you know, this engagement is, is just kind of, um, permission to date afterwards. And that was, uh, the underlying theme of some of the guys. And that's, um, not how I took it. Uh, and, and it's, um, you know, I, I, could have, it would have been so much easier if I just made it to the end, we got engaged and we figured it out after, but that's not something I that I was willing so. to do. Not in America's well, eyes. That would have been no, a no, 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 of course, of course. But, but, um, as far as how the, the show played out and then we, we figure it out after, um, and, but it, my, my true intention, like every single day, of course, accepting a rose was, uh, me agreeing to continue this journey. Um, but I, I did my best to, to see That's if this is saying what everybody's feeling right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, he's not hearing it. No, I, I, um, you know, I, I took every day as I'm going to do my best to see if I can cultivate these feelings in such a short amount of time and, and truly only knowing Tasha for, you know, a month's time and, um, and, you know, having those little pockets of, of time with her and moments with her, um, I was going to give those moments everything I had and commit to them a hundred percent. Um, and, and I was going to see if it, it worked for me, uh, and see mm-hmm. if I could really genuinely fall in love. Um, and, and, and I really did grow strong, strong feelings for this amazing, beautiful woman. Um, but unfortunately I wasn't able to completely commit to, uh, getting down on one knee. And I, I completely understand uh, any backlash that would come my way um, because, of course, uh, you know, that would have been an amazing ending to an amazing journey. And well, uh, so I want that. So it's a weird world because obviously Rachel and I were leads and we mm-hmm. went through the entire process. We both did get engaged and, and Rachel did go on to get married. So the show does work. And I think... F- just being in this position, like the number one question I get asked from people is, is the show real? Like, do you think you really develop true feelings for somebody? And my response is always, yes. I mean, like I was Mm -hmm. with my person from the show for two years. Like it truly can work, but maybe for somebody like you who had never watched a full episode, like, yes, at the end of the day, you know what you're signing up for and, and that there is an engagement on the line, but you really don't know until you're in that bubble per se, where you, you have to see the person have to interact and see how they are with the other, other contestants as well. So I'm just trying to play devil's, Oh my God, I cannot talk devil's advocate here a little bit to, to try like put myself in your shoes to see what you're Mm -hmm. feeling. And, and there is a lot of pressure on the show. Like that's, there is on, on the contestant side and the lead side, but I guess it's just hard knowing how much, especially a lead puts on this entire journey. Like we take it so seriously and not to say that you yeah. didn't because I don't know. And it sounds like you really were trying to be selfless here, but as a lead, 
to have gotten that far with three of your top guys that you are so into that you really truly could see a future with. Mm-hmm. It's hard getting to that point and having somebody back out and be like, oh, just kidding. You know, this is a little too much. I'm going to bow out now. Um, which I guess leads me to a question then. If a conversation between you and Tasha took place where she had expressed, okay, maybe I understand you're not ready, but I have all these strong feelings for you. And if an engagement wasn't on the line, if she didn't say, hey, you need to get down on one knee and propose at the end of this, would do you think you would have stayed and continued to explore that relationship? And do you think if that would have been you and her at the end that you would have continued on in that relationship or would it have still been too much too fast? Yeah, I think, uh, I think if an engagement wasn't something that she was, uh, really truly looking for, um, and you know, I, at the end of this, if it wasn't, you know, a certainty that, that, um, you know, a proposal was going to be there, uh, yeah, I definitely would have, would have stuck around and, and continued the journey. What do you say to people who would say you waited until you got to the top three? I'm sure Damar, the encyclopedia who could tell you everything about the Bachelor franchise knows that puts you in prime position to be the next lead, right? Like your top three, you're in a position to be the lead. What do you say to people who say, well, you stayed long along just enough to be in contention to be the next Bachelor? Um, if they, you know, if they knew me, um, and, and people, of course, people that don't know me, um, you know, I don't know if I would ever accept that uh, role truly and genuinely. And that would be something that obviously I would have to talk to my family about and, and really uh, think about it and, and pray on. But I, I don't think as I sit here today, I, I don't think I would accept that, um, that role. I'd be very, very grateful for the potential opportunity, but I don't think I would accept that. Um, and, but as far as the, the self-eliminating aspect of it, um, I was just so, so hopeful that Tasha meeting my family uh, would kind of remove any doubt I had and, and solidify the already strong feelings I had for her. Um, and, and it's not like I, I always knew I wasn't going to be able to do it and propose at the end. I just had my doubts and I wasn't going to pretend they weren't there. Um, and I was really, really hopeful that, you know, my, my family, my, my older brother, um, coming along and, and reassuring me and saying, this is, um, you know, if this is something you want to do and, and you feel strongly about, um, then, then go all the way in on. And unfortunately, um, I, I was very hopeful, but it, it after that moment as as amazing as the day was and amazing as the hometowns were and Tasha meeting my family, um, and spending time with my niece. And that was just absolutely amazing. Um, I was like, Oh shoot. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. This, this didn't, um, solidify those feelings that it, I, I was hopeful that it would. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in the back, yeah, back. Oh, go ahead. Well, oh, no, it would fine. make sense for you to be the bachelor. Just saying based off yeah. of what you've, the reason for you self eliminating, how could you then go on a show and navigate 30 plus relationships because you couldn't fault the women if they self-eliminated because you know what it's like to be in that space. And then yeah, how yeah. do you navigate? You only had one woman to focus on who, you know, you've complimented and said is fantastic, which she is. Yeah. And now you're going to gonna have to go through 30 plus women who are the same way. Yeah. It honestly wouldn't really make sense. If I were to be the bachelor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why um, I'm, I'm truly not not 
in this, I, I didn't accept this amazing opportunity for, uh, to be the bachelor or to, to go on paradise or, or whatever. I, I, as I sit here today, I don't think I'll ever do this again, you know, as amazing as, as this was and as grateful as I am for this experience. Um, I was like, I'm going to see if this could work for me. And, and, you know, by the grace of God, Tasha came along and, and obviously it played out as it did. And it, uh, not the happiest of endings for, for me. Um, but I'm not here to, to be the bachelor. And, and, um, I think that that's probably Ben's Ben's job, uh, next time around, but <laughs> he's more suit. He's more suited and cut out. For no, this, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. You would be great on paradise. though. paradise is different. You'd have more time to navigate, okay. but you'd be okay. great. On paradise. Yeah. You It'd give you more time and interest. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You'd be great on that. Well, I want to ask you this because last night when you're having this hard, hard conversation with Tasha before you do go home, you mentioned that you still do feel this sense of brokenness and that you're not fully ready to give yourself fully to somebody and that you're still mm-hmm. working through some of that pain and the healing. So going through that and living through this, this experience or this journey, I guess, if you will, on the bachelorette, have you learned lessons that you can take now into your real life or have you worked on healing just in your own home, your own space with your close loved ones that can help you now heal your head and your heart in a way where you are ready to give yourself fully to somebody? Yeah, yeah, I think um, that through the course of my time on the show, and, and obviously being in interviews, and and you'll have your phone and TV and any distraction, uh, all you really can do is look inward, and and um, obviously through the help of amazing producers and, and the other contestants, and and obviously in a sense, uh, Tasha, where um, you just you're constantly self-reflecting and, and trying to navigate your own feelings and emotions. Um, so that's something, of course, I've never done in my entire life. And then, um, discovering certain things about myself, uh, coming to certain realizations where, um, yeah, this is me. Like I I can't, I can't hide behind anything anymore. Um, and this is, this is me as like, um, still a broken man to a certain extent. And, and I put on this front with my family and friends, uh, and, and people I interact with that, you know, I'm generally always happy and, and, um, uh, you know, cheerful and smiling and joking around, but yeah, there's a little part of me that's still, um, you know, still a wound that, that, uh, you know, isn't entirely healed and I don't know if it ever will be. Um, and most certainly after the show and, and since being back, um, you know, slowly, but surely, um, understanding who I am and, and working through different feelings and emotions. And, um, I think one of the biggest takeaways from the show is like, I'm not going to jump into a relationship, even if it's just dating. And, and, um, you know, if I'm not, of course you have to date to see if, if it might work out or you can get engaged and married and everything, but I'm not just going to date to date and, and, you know, see what happens. And, um, you know, I'm gonna, um, you know, really be specific in, in, in far as who I pursue and whatnot and, um, whatever, you know, comes my way. Uh, it's going to be intentional and, um, you know, so, um, yeah, and, and it's going to be a process. Obviously I'm, you know, 31 year old man now and, and, uh, you know, I'm not a, not a 20 something year old. Um, so it seems strange and, you know, it might seem strange that like, dude, you, you got, you got all these problems and, and whatnot and you're, you know, uh, not, you're insecure about certain things and, and relationships and, 
you're protecting yourself and you might self-sabotage relationships in your life. But, um, I, I am who I am. And, and, uh, you know, that's all I can do is be myself. So I'm still working through things and, and trying to be the best version of myself every day. And, and that's, that's all I very can do. real. That's very, very real. I just oh. got to say for somebody going through a very recent breakup, like take the bachelorette and, and your experience there aside. I think it's so good that you as a man and, and women, I think men and women both should do this. I think women tend to just do it a little bit more is to take time for yourself and to really mm-hmm. think about your past relationships and to learn and grow and what worked and what didn't work and realize what you need moving forward, both in yourself and in a potential partner. So partner, so kudos to you for even recognizing that and taking the time and the effort that goes into it. Cause quite honestly, I don't know many men that would do that, that would have that mentality. So I think that's, that's very commendable. Yeah. Thank you. I think that, you know, listen, you sat through the tough questions. I'm not, I would much rather that you left than you get down on one knee, you know, for show. That I appreciate. And I think as hard as it was for Tasha to see you go, because I know for a fact she would have given you a rose at the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. I think that she appreciates that she didn't have to deal with that later on. So like, as much as I don't like how it happened, definitely yeah. commend you for doing that. And I think that when you do heal yourself, I think I, I literally told Becca the story. There's something about 31. Okay, Becca, remember I tell you this? My sister, my little sister's 31 too. There's something about 31. I was 31 when I went on the show and I was came from a, a relationship five years that I thought we were going to get married, heartbroken, mm-hmm. devastated. Um, there's something about it where you just, I don't know, you really just start to figure things out mm-hmm. and look within and know exactly what it is that you want. And I feel like when you get to that place where you know you're ready, there's a beach calling your name. I think paradise, normally I would ask you if you wanted to go to paradise, but you know, like you've already said, you know, you want to make sure that you're right and you're ready, but paradise, I think would be fantastic for you because we've seen relationships that work. You have more one-on-one time, you get to know that person and then you have multiple people that you get to meet and know, and it's not Mm -hmm. just one person. Mm -hmm. So I think you would thrive. I know the ladies are already in your DMs and I'm sure, (laughs) tell us us what, tell us one person from Bastion Nation that's been in your DMs because I know, (laughs) tell us just one. Bachelor Nation, I honestly, um, I haven't, like I barely look at the DM, like I'll I'll give it a scroll every now and again. Do it now, Oh, take out your phone. Look into your look into your DMs <laughs> and scroll for that blue check because I know stuff. I know you're like yeah, Brendan. Oh, you're you're a, you're a good looking man. You're you're very in touch with your emotions. We don't like the way it went down. Oh, he sees it. He found one. <laughs> he found one. No, <laughs> go to top tea. request. This is the good I don't stuff know. We need go to top requests. Go to go to top requests. Um. Even if it's non-bachelor, if it's somebody good, right? Like maybe like a model. But no, this is embarrassing. I don't think anyone like that, anyone, or that I'm anyone nice. knows. I, I promise anyone you. Anyone knows. Oh. Okay. Ladies, DM Brendan. Brendan, while you're scrolling through all those DMs, have you and Tisha yeah. talked since you left? Because obviously, usually her time to confront most of the men is at mental all mm-hmm. and you weren't there because, you know, we still saw you at hometowns and going to the fantasy suite. So right. have fantasy suite week. So have you guys chatted since then? 
We haven't. We haven't. I've um, I've tried to be very respectful of, you know, I'm not completely certain how the rest of, of Tasha's journey plays out. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if she's engaged or not. And obviously if she is engaged, it would be to, you know, one of the, the last remaining guys that, that I respect and care for a great deal. So I don't want to, um, you know, reach out just yet. I, I definitely plan on doing that. And, and, um, you know, I, when after next week or, or excuse me, after the last episode, um, you know, I was, I'm definitely planning on reaching out and, and just expressing, um, you know, my, my feelings for her, as far as the amazing, beautiful, uh, woman that she is and, and, um, you know, apologizing in, in any way of, for making her experience harder than it should have been and, um, reassuring her, you know, how amazing, uh, my time was with her. And I enjoyed every single second I was with her. Um, but I want to wait until after I kind of see what, how it yeah. unfolds yeah. and then, and go from there. That's uh, we, it, it happens all the time. So don't feel mm-hmm. like when we okay. were leads, I, I think I've talked to almost every person from my season, okay. even my top twos, threes, fours, you know, okay. so it bonds uh, you in this really weird closure. way. Like, you know, cause once things are up and running again, you're, there's going to be times and events and moments when you run into each other. And so mm-hmm. it's, people always think it's like such a weird world, but it's really not, you know, unless you okay. ended on terrible, ter- terrible terms, which you mm-hmm. didn't. Um, yeah. I'm sure you guys will run in, into each other and hopefully can hash out and have a good conversation. But I want to ask this since we're getting to the good juicy stuff, you mentioned earlier in the podcast that there were some guys who made it seem like, oh, you know, like we'll, we'll get engaged, but now we can just date. And that <laughs> didn't maybe take it as seriously. So who are they? I need this. <laughs> um, I, I can't, I'm not going to say any names. I can't, but, <laughs> but there were, I, I think who specifically said that uh, was is someone I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, but I think more so you can be very clear and evident who some of the guys that I love, but some of the goofballs, you know, in, in, in between um, that were, you know, more so uh, dealing with each other back and forth as opposed to oh. spending time with Tasha and, uh, <laughs> and who, who were you closest to in the house? Who were like your boys? My, my, my boy, boy, my, my, my guy mm-hmm. from, from night one was, was Joe. Um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's He's the the sweetest guy. Yeah. He's the sweetest guy I've ever met. And, um, we, we would have like, since we were in the same limo together and then spent time the first night. And then from that point on, we were, we were best friends on the show, but, uh, yeah, Joe, and and I've seen him, um, since, and, and he's, uh, yeah, he's going to be one of my close friends for a long time. And, uh, I love Ben. Uh, me and Ben spent a lot of time together. Uh, he was trying to trying to put some muscle on me towards the end of the season. <laughs> we heard about out. Body by Ben. Yeah, Body by Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Ben. He's he's smart, uh, handsome, um, intelligent uh, dude. Where he uh, it was very very sweet. You know, like would uh, didn't seem like we were competing in any way. He was just like um, you know made made the best man win and and um, and. Ivan, um, Zach is, is an amazing guy. Easy. I thought easy was like the funniest dude in the entire world. Ed was actually Ed's the funniest dude in the entire world. Easy uh, we second. Heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, who I, I got along, literally got along with every single guy. Uh, me and Bennett didn't really talk ever. Uh, I think he's too too intellectual for me. We just couldn't <laughs> couldn't connect. Um, no, we're very. <laughs> we're you know he's a great guy. Uh, me and Riley weren't like super close. He was like to himself a lot, but um, yeah, most of the other guys we were very very close. And um, yeah, I mean I was one of the more more quiet you know, to myself guys, but, uh, slowly developed like real relationships, which hopefully I have for a long time. It's always good. It's all those relationships are key. Okay. Before Becca asked her last question, I have to ask you this. When you were dancing at home, (laughs) what song was really playing? (laughs) Some, some, uh, some oldies, uh, 80 song. No, it was, uh, (laughs) no, no, no. It was some some no name song, just a beat. Um, Wait, so was, was it what we actually saw? At home I Council think just... I, I think so. I think it was. Oh, really? So you know, you know, if I had a real beat and a, and a real song, like some Drake or something, I would have, you know, I would have gone off a little. But that's why. Well, no, I but, thought you were dancing to a real song, but they just couldn't. No. Put the, play it, so they just put a beat yeah. over it. But they really only gave you just a beat. There yeah, were like yeah, they, 30 <laughs> seconds of like the intro to some song. <laughs> Bust a move real quick. What was supposed to happen was my niece, we were going to do like a, a, a TikTok dance and um, she kind of got shy at the last second. So it was like a moment we where nothing was happening. I'm like, all right, I got I to try to save this moment here and, and move a little bit. But then ended up just embarrassing myself. and, and um, <laughs> it, was, it was fun to see. Like, we love when we can see another side of you. So mm-hmm. it was yeah, a fun yeah. moment. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we have our last question that we ask all of our guests. And basically, it is, what is your thorn and what is your rose of the entire experience? Like, so your highlight and low light. I think my highlight was definitely... Uh, my hometown date um, and just having my family there. And, you know, you see me like crying half the episode. It wasn't, uh, you know, they, they pieced together some other moments of like me being emotional and uh, made it seem like I was crying the whole time, but I actually was crying like 98% of the, the time in, in, in real time. But, um, but like seeing my, having my niece there and my older brother and, and obviously, which I expressed how, how much he means to me and my sister-in-law um, was amazing. And then having this entire journey with Tasha with this, this amazing woman, um, and then having it come to that moment where she's actually meeting my family, um, and, and how she interacted with my family. And, and, um, yeah, it was just, uh, definitely the highlight of my experience there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and just again, sums up how amazing Tasha is and, and wonderful she is that she made it seem so natural, uh, and, and like meeting my, my silly family and, and with my niece and, um, embracing her. And then the, the low point of, of my time there, I think was definitely not, not because of the act necessarily of like getting naked at the dodgeball date. Um, but it was more so, okay, is this what this entire journey is going to be like for me? Just like doing these ridiculous things, embarrassing myself. Uh, so, you know, this, the bachelorette, I can catch her eye and, you know, so I got to do something drastic and, 
and, um, you know, really put myself out there, like play dodgeball naked. And like, right. is this going to be what my experience is? Swing uh, that then, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, you got to swing it if you want to win, you know, but, <laughs> but um, six weeks. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, but yeah, like I said, a million times, luckily Tasha came along and, and, um, yeah, it was, it was some of the most amazing moments, uh, I've had in my entire life. So. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. Oh, well, Brendan, we're so happy to have you on. And I know we grilled you a little bit for a hot second, but it's good that not only we can have this conversation, but our listeners and the viewers of the show can hear it back and, and better just like wrap their heads around everything that went down and what they saw and get to know you a little bit more and on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. which is always nice. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You guys, uh, you were, you were, no, no, you're sweet. I I was a, little, nice. a little salty. And that, you know, <laughs> that was, that was nice. Now we're starting to salty. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> but we brought it oh, back. It was a full circle moment here. Because I mean, you did. You know, I'm sure you're sweating all through that that turtleneck that's why, that's there. That's why he's but... wearing black right now. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's uh. It's it's um. Twenty degrees out, so I'm still cold from my day on the roof. So uh, I'm not Jeez. sweating right now. But. <laughs> well, thank you though for t- for like being such a good sport about it. And um, you know, it was a tough episode. It really was. But yeah, hearing yeah. you explain things you know like i don't know if i'm 100 percent sold but i understand yeah, I get it. you i, get it. I understand yeah. you a lot better mm-hmm. and i think so mm-hmm. will our listeners so yeah. thank you for that good thank you for having me oh brendan did he grow on you he never was I, I never was off him because brendan was actually one of my favorites i would say i was just mm-hmm. so disappointed and this is like big sister mode i felt so bad for Tasha. yeah i just felt it was really selfish she was Brandon was somebody she was clearly into. Um, you don't see this when I'm on the episode, but she spoke to me about Brendan. So I knew mm-hmm. that she was really taken aback by him leaving early in that way. Yeah. And you know how this is. Becca, like fantasy suite, he could have just I get him. He didn't want to give her false hope in the fantasy suite. Mm-hmm. But if he had had a fantasy suite with her, she could have really taken away some of those doubts that he had because yeah. you just get that time to talk uninterrupted just the two of you yeah it's a missed yeah. opportunity for him yeah and i you know i i don't want to live in like the what ifs but i i do wonder like what if he were to have the first fantasy suite or what if it wasn't the neil lane right. you know diamond dates it's all these what ifs but that's why i wanted to ask him like when was that moment and he did say it was after hometowns and before that week so i think it had been brewing it just got to the point where he's like i can't give more of myself if i know i just truly can't get there in the end which it sucks so much for the lead like i i do feel for tasha because i i mean i i didn't experience that and like in the same way but it still sucks when you have guys that are you know have to remove themselves or something happens it's just unfortunate because you really truly give your all yeah wanting this to work at the end um yeah but I am glad that we were able to hear his side. And it sounds like he is putting in the time and the work and the effort to really like figure out how to heal himself first before he can jump back into another relationship. And I props to him for saying I wouldn't do Bachelor or Paradise isn't for him because he knows at the end of the day like what it's going to be. And so I think it takes still a, a big man and a big person to say, you know what, that's not going to be for me. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a sweet guy, very likable. I just, 
he still needs, like he said, admittingly needs to work on mm-hmm. some some things to get himself right, to be in a place to accept what happens at the end of the show. And I just yeah. wish he would have figured that out before Tasha's emotions were involved. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like he's the only great guy there because Tasha still has some other great men there. And you guys, I can't believe it. But we only have one episode left. I mean, like, I can't believe it, but I can't believe it because I feel like this season has, like, been really long and, like, mm-hmm. really been dragged out. But mm-hmm. now that we're here, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're here. And, you guys, you have to make sure that you tune in to The Bachelorette tonight. Tonight. We had such a cliffhanger last night. So, tonight, we finally see how this journey ends. So, make sure you check back into the podcast tomorrow to see who we'll be speaking to. Yes. And also please make sure to keep up with us on social because you know where to find us. You can comment, like, DM, whatever you need to do on Instagram. We are at Bachelor Happy Hour. And then on Facebook and Twitter, it's Batch Happy Hour. So we love to hear what you guys have to say. Please let us know your thoughts, opinions, hopefully nice comments from here on out. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you are listening to us right now. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to No cd.com to get evidence-based treatment that's no cd.com discover new technology and endless comfort with victoria's secrets number one collection body by victoria with over 3,500 five-star reviews see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding i've been wearing their demi bra literally every day this week it is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing it's available in cups a through g and bands 30 to 44 that's 43 sizes in 22 different styles shop now at your nearest victoria's secret store and online at victoriasecret.com so this year i'm really focused on my health sticking to a routine and that's why i've been loving symbiotica symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health they don't use any seed oils no preservatives or toxins in their supplements they source the best ingredients from all around the world and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order.